are introverts or extroverts better? And is there something we can all learn from each other? We discuss this and more with special guest Kelia Clarkson on this episode of The Overthinkers. Hello, thinking people's thinking people. Welcome to The Overthinkers, a home for you to have fun thinking deeply. I'm your host, Joseph Holmes, filmmaker, film critic, habitual ultra-crepidarian. And with me, as always, is my marvelously meretricious co-host. Nathan Clarkson, actor, author, filmmaker, and someone who once believed he was an extrovert and now mm. is told he's an introvert and so goes by the term ambivert. But Ugh. for the for the episode today, I will be the resident extrovert, having had experience in the field. Ugh. Oh my gosh. Very millennial, having to have jump on a whole other label train. Yeah, don't don't try to label me. I'm everything. <laughs> yes, I'm exactly. <laughs> you are all things. Uh, well, and with us today is a very special returning guest. She is an author, actress, and entrepreneur who has written multiple culture pieces for outfits like outlets like EV Magazine, starred in movies like Beating the Shift, produced by the legendary Sean Baker, and recently launched an immensely popular online women's and culture magazine, Wallflower. She is the cultured, the captivating, the carnivorous, Kelia Clarkson. Kelia, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much. I'm always really excited to hear the adjectives you chose. <laughs> well, you know? perfect. and we're because we're talking about introversion and extroversion today, and you are literally the extrovert having a magazine called the Wallflower Journal. It's all about being a wallflower. So it is, is all about being a wallflower. It's all about being an introvert and loving that about yourself. Yes. I just note. So you might say it's all about the perks of being a wallflower. And so, yeah, just awesome. Yes, yes. The tagline is for for the thoughtful woman, and there's nothing there's nothing that introverts love to hold on to more than than that they're thoughtful. (laughs) (laughs) But you, in her bio, you didn't mention the most important thing about her. I don't think. And here it comes. (laughs) Oh, what? What is the most important thing about her, Nathan? Well, she's she is married. To one of the most charming, handsome men on earth. I thought she was married to you. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> hey. Uh, all right. Yes. Yes. Well, I fair. Fair enough. But also, also true. Um. Uh. Okay. Well. Cool. Well. Yes. As we've uh, detailed uh, so far, we're going to talk about introverts and extroverts, and the clickbaity title about is whether introverts or extroverts are better. Um, mm. And if we're lucky, given the fact that Nathan and Keely are married, we may get to see a marriage implode live on this podcast. Fight, fight, fight. But <laughs> it'll, it'll be good TV. Yes, exactly. But first, Nathan, if people enjoy our discussion and want to engage with more content and have fun thinking deeply with other overthinkers and find a place to discuss them with them, where can they go? They can go to theoverthinkersjournal.com where they can find out more about their hosts and they can send us all of their love mail and hate mail and ideas for future episodes. And they can go to our online private Facebook group, The Overthinkers, where we have over 9,000 members now and we're posting memes, articles, polls, and having great discussions and having fun thinking deeply with a lot of other overthinkers just like yourself. And if you do enjoy the podcast, 
please consider leaving us a review. We are so close to 100 reviews. We are like, uh, I think it's eight away. So I know we have more than eight <laughs> listeners out there. So please <laughs> leave just eight of you, leave a review. I love round numbers. We want that 100 <laughs> reviews. It'll just make us feel so good. And that's what's really important. Uh, so, and if you enjoyed the podcast, obviously share with a friend. It takes so little to make us happy. Yeah, well, just put us in. It's great free TV content. Come on. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Okay. Well, so everybody ready? Let's do it. Cool. All right. Well, introverts versus extroverts is one of the most talked about feuds on the internet today. According to Merriam-Webster, an introvert is a typically reserved or quiet person who tends to be introspective and enjoys spending time alone. Whereas an extrovert is typically a gregarious and unreserved person who enjoys and seeks out social interaction. More colloquially, an extrovert gains energy from being around people and an introvert loses energy being around people and gains energy being by themselves. Introverts and extroverts are constantly in a sometimes unfriendly debate as to who is better or who has more advantages or disadvantages. Uh, Extroverts tend to be more popular, tend to make friends more easily, and are more successful and better paid in the workplace, and more widely perceived to be better leaders. Studies even show, such as those laid out in the Scientific American piece, Quiet Disadvantage, that even introverts are happier when they are behaving like an extrovert. (laughs) However, many... (laughs) <laughs> all right all right keep it You're keep it betraying our team <laughs> i follow the data just wait till the second part of this geez i'm setting things up um however many introverts argue that this is only because our culture places an unfair priority on the scale of extroverts dr jennifer con wheeler the author of the introverted leader argues that in many ways, introverts are actually better friends than leaders because they prioritize deep friendships over many friendships and prioritize collaborative and compassionate leadership over self-promotion. See, it didn't take long for us to be to show the other side. That's (laughs) fake news. (laughs) So, Kelia, let's start with you. As an introvert, have you felt like being an introvert is more of a weakness or more of a strength? Do you think that society unfairly prioritizes extroversion? And what would you say are some of the best and worst parts of being an introvert? Wow. Okay. There's a few questions wrapped up. So you might have to remind me of some of them. (laughs) No worries. They're right here. (laughs) I'm going to start with, yes, there are absolutely drawbacks to being an introvert, especially I think in American society where, you know, growing up, it was a lot of, um, why aren't you participating? Why aren't you speaking up in class? Kelia really needs to participate more. She's too quiet. She's too this. She's too that. Why can't she be more this? And we need to get her to stop being so shy. Mm-hmm. And so I did grow up with this sense of like, and I, you know, I had an extroverted older sister that mm. everybody loved, right? Or at, at least that's how I perceived it. And so I did grow up with this sense of like, wow, life for extroverts is just so easy because everyone just immediately thinks that they're just, they're nice because they're not um, reserved, Mm. you know? And so, yeah, I, I think I grew up with a lot of maybe bitterness towards extroverts Mm. and, um, kind of their insistence on (laughs) making me join their club where it was just (laughs) totally unnatural to me. And I really wanted to be, um, appreciated. I just want to be appreciated (laughs) um, (laughs) who I am and, and also just made to feel, um, like comfortable, I guess, with, with Mm. who I was. But I, okay, I forgot what other questions you asked. Um, okay, well, do you think it's, it, has it been more of a weakness or more of a strength 
Um, yeah, what are the weaknesses? What are the downfalls? What are the, what are, yeah, what are the weaknesses? What are the strengths? I guess you would say the good things. And like you said, ta- said some of the some of the bad things. There are some good things I Difficult presume you think yeah. about well, introvert as well. I think some of the difficult things are um, people will make kind of automatic assumptions about you mm. because you don't, you know, go into the center of the room and start like singing a, a ballad and say, hello, <laughs> my name is so-and-so, you know. Um, I do that every room <laughs> I walk in. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but that's but that's how, that's how, it's so funny. That's how introverts really perceive extroverts. Is like I have, just run to the middle of the room. I have a ballad ready for any room I walk into. <laughs> All right, I guess I could play one song. And Lilia, may I? I could sing one, I guess. I guess I can. Oh, don't make me sing. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> but I, so, yeah, so I think being told to change is a really mm. hard and unfortunate thing that I think a lot of introverts mm-hmm. dealt with growing up. And I think that's changing because, you know, we've, um, we have things like introvert, I think it's called introvert deer or something like that, you know, so now we have a lot of online communities of introverts mm. saying, no, we don't have to change. Um, and yeah, I would say those are, those are pretty, those, those are the very difficult things, but I think I would say the positive sides are, um, probably, I think we're maybe, I don't want to say, I hesitate to say this because I know I, I really have begun to respect extroverts. I mean, over the last few years, I really it's have. Okay, like, you can toot your own horn, an introvert. Say, say what's better about I really it. have <laughs> cultivated this respect for extroverts. But I think maybe what I've noticed with a lot of introverts is they're better at forging um, maybe very meaningful friendships because mm. they only have space for mm. very, very few people in their lives. And, and we, so, so they're going to be more choosy. Yeah. And so they're very choosy. And, and I think a lot of <clears throat> introverts do tend to be really good friends because mm-hmm. they, they really value quality time with their people, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. So I'd say those are maybe some of the maybe strengths. Reflection, because if you're not yeah. talking, you have more time to observe yeah. and those kind of things. That that as well. You're you're not just kind of jumping in and saying the first thing that comes to mind. You might yeah. take a little bit of time and reflect. So I, I I would say those are some of the strengths. So sense. I'm going to answer this conversely as an extrovert. <laughs> yes, Nathan, as an extrovert. And as an extrovert, you didn't need me to invite you to nope. say this. You just nope, I have a ballad ready. <laughs> exactly, yes. <laughs> so, well, so I'll start with this, because you talked to, truly um, about some of the difficulties interacting in a world of extroverts, where they expect they're more um, overbearing, they're, they take the center stage, they don't make space, they... Um, they want you to, they make assumptions about you and those are real and I can understand those. And those are, I, a lot of my introvert friends have expressed these things that this is the difficulty of, um, of maybe interacting with extroverts. So I, as an extrovert or someone who often is, I'm going to talk about a little bit, the difficulties of introverts and what the, my frustration has been before. Mm -hmm. I've heard all of these, <laughs> and I've heard but, all the, the but, our, but our audience hasn't. So, <laughs> but, well, I think in real quick here, I think extremes are bad, and we, you know, I've said that a million times. I think, um, I think there is room for introverts to grow, and I think there's room for extroverts mm. to grow. Mm. And I think that what I don't like seeing is, well, I'm this, 
And that's what it is. And I'm yeah. like, well, I think to become a whole, a more whole, more full, healthy person, the introvert needs to learn to be more extrovert. The extrovert needs to be, learn to be more introvert and take on some of those qualities that maybe aren't as natural to you. But I would say the frustration I think that a lot of extroverts feel is that there is, interestingly enough, that if there's a group of people um, and it's a bunch of introverts, it is incumbent upon the extrovert to connect to people, to uh, spark conversation, mm -hmm. to be the one who starts things, who initiates. And yeah. so it's all of a sudden a lot of pressure and task that is given to the extrovert. And a lot, of, and funnily enough, a lot of times when we actually take that on and say, okay, no one's talking in this room. Let me say, hey, what's your name? Have you met yeah. what's her name? Hey, where are you from? What are you doing? So we, we do this because we're trying to facilitate a social connection that will um, enhance everyone's experience. Mm. And then when we do this very quickly, all of a sudden it gets turned around and say, wow, you just want to be the center of attention. No, sure. very often yeah. we are trying to help you. And multiple times in my life, I've had introverts attached to me because sure. they see me as a conduit to the social connection yep. they they actually belong for and that, that's yeah. what you know a lot of times gets lost in these conversations everyone needs friends yeah there's yeah. not a person on earth who doesn't need community and connection with others and as an extrovert I also am very good I've had so many very good close friends through my life mm -hmm. so yeah. I guess part of my frustration sometimes is the stereotype with sure. which extroverts get attached to because of mm. course they're immature extroverts out there sure. but you can't judge all extroverts by the immature ones just like we can't judge all introverts as just surly, mean, you know, um, corner dwellers who right. are judging you. So we, we can't do that to each other. So how do we say, you know, not all extroverts are vapid and shallow and don't have deep friendships. And how can we say that not all introverts are mean, um, antisocial, whatever. And so part of it is I would love for people, to, all of us, extroverts, introverts, to learn how to um, both appreciate each other and actually grow into the strength that each other has. Yeah. And so one of the things in my old age that um, as an extrovert I, I've learned is to take a little more space in between saying something or doing something and take a little more reflection time before I jump in, before I speak. And that's been really helpful for me. And that was something I wanted to learn from my introverted friends. Watch how they interact. They take more time to think about what they're gonna say before they act, those kind of things. And then I also wanna encourage my introvert friends, hey, Act, yeah. jump on yeah. things, go do things. Jump on it, jump on it, jump on it. Um, and so it's, I think what I don't like is the war. Because yeah. I don't think we need it. And I think it'll yeah. actually create for worse people if we have this war between introverts and extroverts. Because I think both bring really beautiful things to the table. And we yeah. can both learn from each other. Yeah, no, I, I, if there's a lot of things going on there, I think are really interesting. One of, you know, I think I, I, I generally agree with both of you, you know, uh, extroverts tend to seem to be better about creating social connection and, and acting on things, whereas uh, introverts it tend to be better in terms of, you know, um, investing in 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 quality over quantity in relationships and also self reflection. And those are both things that are really necessary and helpful for you and necessary for to be an integrated person, but also to have people have different strengths and weaknesses in that way. I think to your to to your point. You know, Keely, you talked about this. I think that there does get become a sort of resentment on the part of introverts because we do have a society yeah. that prizes. I think that this is the key. It prizes people who take initiative because we have a we have a, a world where that is because it's very individualistic and it's not you know 
um, it's not as community-based. People don't know each other as well. It prizes people who take initiative. And this is why, you know, extroverts are perceived to be better leaders, even though there's technically no real advantage or disadvantage between extroverts and introverts in terms of the actual decisions they make, like making better or decisions. Intelligence level or intelligence or intelligence levels. Like that. Yeah. Skill the, set, yeah. The extrovert does something first. <laughs> and yeah. so, which yeah. is a part of leadership. And of course, again, our society is set up around people who take initiative. And, you know, it's interesting because like, as somebody who's a sort of a people loving introvert, you know, grew up, I, I never saw that. It was interesting. It was always funny to see people who saw that as a problem that, you know, we expect people to take initiative and I it, taking initiative sometimes was hard for me, but I was like, well, no, that's the way it, I guess should be. You know, we should, if person who takes initiative, who does the thing first, people are going to follow them. And that kind of makes sense. And of yeah. course, the people who, you know, and leadership is a quality that's group based. And if you have you know, skills in being group based, that's, you know, a good thing. That's why I saw, yeah, that is, an, if I want to be in that space, if I want to be entrepreneurial, if I want to be a leader, like these are aspects of myself that I need to grow, grow. And I think that that's, but I think that people who have weaknesses in a particular area and who are historically not prized and their, their things are not prized, it does cause like, am I just an inferior person? Like, mm -hmm. is, am, am I, you know, the fact that culture prizes these things more often, more and more often does that, particularly again, when, even when introverts get attention, they are happier because they want to be prized and want to be loved and want to be valued. And so like when they're, when they do extroverted things, they're happier in that way because they're being valued. The thing is, you know, you having to combat that and and well, not combat, it's to um, uh, couple that with appreciation of what you bring to the table. That's actually different and unique. So, you know, again, one of the advantages, you know, that you know uh, uh, an introvert can have is again, you like spending time alone. So you can again, this is something like I like spending time alone. I like doing research by myself. So one of the things I make sure I'm able to contribute to a group I'm in is I know a lot of things and can bring up a lot of research and data and facts to a table and in an interaction because I spend a lot of time doing that. Um, of course, you know, so that's, that's something that kind of as an introvert expert, like you said, Nathan, we shouldn't be looking at this as a war between ourselves. We should look, look at that as what are the ways I can grow, but also yeah. what do I uniquely bring to the table that is actually valuable and I can actually add as something valuable to the mix. Well, yeah. I'm going to push back real quick and then let Kelia take over on, because you mentioned a couple of times that society has organized itself sure. around extroversion. Society is to blame. Sure. I think it's more innately human. And I don't, because uh, I think in, if you look at every society, it's not, sure. you know, because you said, well, especially in America and you said society. And so I think there's this idea that, well, society, if the extroverts sure. just got it, got to it first, and now we have to all be extroverts. And I understand that frustration. But I think if you look evolutionarily, you look back sure. to- let's say cavemen, and if you had you had to eat and there's one deer, yeah. the guy who goes out and shoots the deer is gonna be the one who eats and you can be mad at him, but he went and shot the deer. You know what I mean? Sure. He went and hunted the thing. Yeah. And so part of it is I think it's just human. If you act on things and do things, you're gonna have benefit naturally, not even societal. <laughs> and well, then I know that's I, I will I will clarify. Yeah. So I say culture, I'm not saying that it is a bad thing or even that um or even that it's some weird aberration. There's a reason that right now a lot there, there have been cultures that were have prized more, you know, introversion and more, you know, like right. and, and, and at different times, like okay, the, the quiet leader is probably going to be the one that is yeah. um that is um going to be kind of crowned king in the aristocracy. You know, like so so that's why I wanted to say our culture particularly does this. But there's a reason why a lot of cultures are adopting the Western model 
um, sure. uh, of yeah. this is, is because of that pragmatic aspect that you're talking about. It's, so it's not like a culturally arbitrary, even well, though- Well, and I was gonna connect with what Keely said when she said, when I was in school, you know, they'd say she needs to participate more. She needs to be less shy. She needs to speak up. Funnily enough, you can read it in my book different where I, where I detail this in stories. Um, I had the exact same thing oppositely. He needs to shut up. He needs to mm. be quiet. I was yelled at yeah. by multiple teachers for asking questions yeah. or for making friends. And so it's interesting that you see these, you're punished for living on these two different yeah. end of the spectrum. Um, you know, just the school system is a good way to see that. But yes. very often I was punished by teachers for being more interested in asking and being verbal. And so it's interesting to see that both of us face these yeah. kind of difficulties in our personalities. But Kelia, I want to hear a little bit about, you know, you married an extrovert being what I would say is a pretty extreme introvert. What are things that you have felt, and, and I'll say conversely when you're done, but what are things you have felt you go, oh, this is a way I really needed to grow and being married to someone or just being friends with yeah. someone. What are the, what are the difficult or not the difficult, what are the weaknesses of being an introvert that introverts kind of justify for themselves that maybe they shouldn't and that, they need to grow in? That maybe extroverts can help them grow in. Yeah, and I'll, and I'll yeah. make it fair. I'll say it. I'll say that <laughs> how extroverts can grow in a second. Don't worry, everyone. Well, so I would say, I would say I, because I grew up with this kind of resentment towards extroverts, I sort of dug my heels in and hmm. became like more than just an introvert. I had to become someone else. I had to become something else. <laughs> kind of a hermit, I would say. Hmm. And it was kind of like, well, they should come up to me. I shouldn't have to say anything. Hmm. Someone will come up to me. I'll just pet the cat in the meantime. Um, in fact, I don't even want friends. Get away from me. I don't want connection. <laughs> and so um, I think being married to an extrovert helped me really come out of my shell and go, no, I can love people and I can love them in my own special introverted way. But there's also nothing wrong with reaching out to somebody and being mm -hmm. the first one to, to say, hey, do you want to go get coffee or something? Mm -hmm. um, so I think that really helped me. And, and also it just, it really softened my heart towards extroverts because I, I got to see some of the, just like you just said, Nathan, I got to see that they also had a lot of stereotypes placed mm. upon them. Um, you know, that they're, they're dumb. They don't have, a, they, don't have they, don't, they don't have an inner world. That's the silliest thing I've ever heard. Do I have everybody an inner world? has an inner world? <laughs> Even Nathan. Yes. But, but we like, I, I think the difference is we like to share it. We want to share our inner world. Yeah. Well, and you want to share it probably with you more people and more often mm -hmm. and introverts, less people and less often. And that's okay. I have a question for both of you introverts. And this is something because you were speaking relationally, but I'm wondering even professionally or like dreams wise and stuff. Sure. One of the consistencies I've noticed with my introverted friends, and again, I'm going to tell you what I do wrong, extrovert in this way, but relation, but in dreams, in pursuing things, yeah. uh, uh, career-wise, I've noticed that a lot of my introverted friends have big dreams. Yeah. They want to do things. They have ideas. They have, you know, because out of their inner world, they have these visions for what they'd like to accomplish in the world, but they struggle with the, are they going to go do it? Is yeah, that something yeah. that you guys have found? Oh, yes. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. I mean, well, I'm going to go, go ahead first, Kelia. Oh, okay. I was going to let you go. Okay. <laughs> okay, you introverts. <laughs> yeah. okay, One of you jump I, in. Okay, I'll go first. Um, absolutely. I think I grew up with so many dreams, so many of them. And I had a real problem with following through because I never 
trusted myself, I guess, mm -hmm. to get them done and to be the kind of person that this sort of dream comes true for, if that makes sense. The go-getter. the Yeah, exactly. Um, and I think that's something that introverts allow themselves to not be the go-getter and to not mm -hmm. be the person that goes and accomplishes whatever it is mm -hmm. that, that they have on their mind. Um, they have dreams and maybe there's yeah. uh, a difficulty in chasing them. Yeah. Yeah. So, so there's a, there's a big, there's a gap between um, the imagination and, and application execution. And, and there's different ways. Like I found the, just uh, there, there was sort of like, uh, you know, there, they talk about how it's one of the problems that oftentimes happens with people who have a deep inner life is that they imagine the ideal, but they don't imagine the process. And the thing is one of the difficult things I've had is that, you know, because for a variety of reasons, I have very difficult time actually having a, 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 um, a realistic idea of what the process would look like. So it was difficult for me to imagine what it would look like and difficult. You saw the end result. Yeah. I saw the end result. I saw what I wanted, but because of, again, lack of experience, lack of, of, of anybody who could really paint a picture, this is what this looks like in a credible way. I mm -hmm. was very rarely able to like bridge that gap um, and, and figure And again, I, I stumbled along in my own way and, and found ways to do it, but there was a less natural um, expression. And of course, again, for a lot of people, you know, because of that gap, they start to kind of imagine that there's something that society is doing to them wrong that prevents them uh -huh. from, from reaching that gap. There's something other people are doing to them. And again, I, I, for, that was one thing I sort of never had. I never thought, oh, it's other people's problem. I always thought, okay, well, what's wrong? Why can't I do it? And try to figure out ways to fix it and fix mm -hmm. it within myself, which is, again, this is sort of the interesting, weird things. I always saw myself as the problem which was had both good and bad aspects to it, you know, but that, but whereas a lot of introverts see like the world is the problem uh, that's, that needs to be fixed. Um, but I think that's is, a healthier thing to say, how can I grow? Yeah. Well, right. yeah. And maybe, <laughs> maybe the world should change, but it's probably not going to. But yeah. yeah. So, um, and so, yeah, I think, again, I, th I think that would be the thing is that it's for whatever reason, a difficulty imagining the process and therefore is, is a huge thing that I dealt with as an introvert. And the jump in it. Yeah. That that's really interesting. It's interesting to hear um, you guys talk about that. Cause I, I think there's the drawbacks and I'll, I'll speak from an extrovert point of view is I am a jump in. I am a, just, just do it. Just, just go for yeah. it. Um, you know, that extroversion pushes me to just try something, just jump in. And that obviously has its benefits. Cause then I end up, you know, stumbling, uh, even if I just jump into the water, I'm in the water. I did something. Yeah. But the one thing I would say that I have learned from introverts is trying to balance. Okay. So I'm naturally good at jumping in and maybe you guys are naturally good at just sitting back and thinking about all the things, but there's this happy medium. Something I've learned as an extrovert is going, okay, it is good to jump in eventually, but, but with a little more thought and planning and vision casting, you can jump in, but with a little more, um, how do I say it? Uh, uh, insight and yeah. plan making yeah. and you know uh, like you said process and so um i think there's something to be garnered here for everyone introverts have great you know i want to i have a dream and i'm going to do all these things but like keely you said relationally speaking you're like well someone should come up and introduce themselves to me yeah. someone should come up and make conversation with me i think that happens the same with dreams i have all these yeah. dreams someone should come make my dreams come true why is yes. no one offering me yes. million dollars or casting yes. me in a movie or offering me a ceo <laughs> position and then there's a bitterness that happens when you see extroverts jump in. Well, he's not even, he, he doesn't even have the qualifications. I'm more talented than him. Yeah, but he yeah. did it. And so one of the things that I want to become better as an extrovert is I know I'm going to do it. I'm going to jump in. I'm going to write the book, make the movie, uh, go to the interview. 
But one of the things I can learn from introverts is maybe before I jump into the interview, be more prepared. So when I do the yeah. interview or even get the job, I'll be more prepared and do the do a better job. Well, so I think that's something that yeah. extroverts can learn oh. from introverts and introverts can learn. And from I think that. that's one thing. It's like as introverts, again, if you're trying to, and this is like the advice a lot of times people give to you, if you want to sort of be in an extrovert space, again, what is the best advice I ever heard somebody give was um, capitalize on your strengths and shore up your weaknesses. Because yeah. you know your strengths are the things you're going to be able to do easily, best easily, and so lean into those things. But then also like, okay, where are the weaknesses, the things that are holding you back, shore those things up, and that's your responsibility. I think that's yeah. one of the things. Again, yeah. as an introvert criticizing your introverts, like one of the things that introverts have a tendency to do is make it other people's responsibility, like you said, to give them the things that they want rather than making it be a friend's dreams. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, but what? Um, but the thing is, as an introvert, one of the advantages you have is you enjoy spending the time by yourself that it will take to do the prep work to yes. make sure. Yes. So like you can have, you like you will enjoy spending the time alone that it will take to do the research, to do the PowerPoint presentation, to build those skills so that you can make an impact. You know, it's like, yeah, w- will you be able to, you know, necessarily have an off the cuff response to someone? Maybe not, but you can research and prep to have all the data behind what your plan is that you need. And that's something you can lean into as an advantage. But you're right. This is why so many great teams have had an extrovert and introvert. Um, Roy, the, the, yeah. The, the Walt Disney and Roy Disney, you know, Steve Jobs and Steve Wozniak, whatever those things is because, again, and that's one, again, one thing I, I value in extroverts is that extroverts, one of the things that they do is that if they don't, if they have a weakness, they sometimes shore it up in themselves, but they oftentimes will just find an introvert friend who will shore up their weaknesses for them and, yeah. say, like, and say like, hey, you know, I, I'm weak in this area. You you plug this hole. And, and I think that that's a wonderful thing is also to learn you can actually find other people who can actually um, uh, be strong where you are weak. It's not a bad thing to do either. Let our powers combine. When that And that comes back to why I'd love to see this war in. Because, you know, there's yeah. a whole, like Kelia mentioned, there's a website called Dear Introvert, and it's basically just, <laughs> we're so great. Everyone who's an extrovert <laughs> is stupid and dumb. And I'm going, but that's, that's I don't know, because I, you know, one of the things we always talk about in the podcast is balance, yeah. is that it's good to be fully both. And, and I think being married to an introvert has made me, um, it's made me more paced and it's made me more reflective and it's made me think yeah. about things more before I do it. And I think you being married to an extrovert has made you more brave and more courageous and jump in, ask someone to coffee, uh, you know, just jump into your dreams, whatever it might be. And I think yeah. I want to see this war end. And I understand why there's a war, but I want to see it end because we'll be better if we actually interact with each other, especially with people who have strengths that we don't. I I will say also because of this war, I have noticed so many people identifying as introverts that are so clearly extroverts. (laughs) They hate their extroversion now. It, you know, it, it's almost like it just the pendulum swung in the opposite direction. Really, um, especially that, for women. I'd say. I, I'm seeing this specifically with women. I really don't see it as much with men. I would say, although I don't interact with that many men, but um, but yeah, I I see so many, specifically millennial women. I would say, you know, younger women um, identifying as introverts, and they say, well, because I have an inner world and I think about things, and it's like, well. So does everyone else? Well, and this, and this yeah. comes back to a little bit of how introverts and extroverts, I want to explore this a little bit before we wrap up, 
are portrayed in media. Yeah. And very often, especially within women's media, the yeah. extroverts are the shallow, vapid cheerleaders who are mean. And the introverts are the wallflower girl who goes home and read books. And she's the person of worth. And yes. so you have a whole yes. generation of millennial women who are going, well, if I want to be a person of worth, be the main character, be someone who matters, I have to not have these um, attributes of my extroversion define me. I have to give them up and, and basically become someone else if I want to have be the main character. Because every movie I watch, the main character is the the shy, you know. And if you're extroverted, you're shallow and vapid. You're the awful girl that the boy has to break up with, and then <laughs> as the introvert, you're the girl that the guy has to go. It was you all along. Yes. <laughs> And so, yeah. which is really interesting phenomenon to me to, like you pointed out, yeah. a lot of young women are going, oh, to be someone of value, I have to be different. To be intelligent, to be meaningful, or to be deep. to be deep. I have to be an introvert, they're, they're thinking. And that's just, I, I that's so far from the truth. That, that's really interesting. No, we, we were talking about before, before the podcast, we were kind of, because we were talking about, okay, like what are examples in movie and TV of like, you know, of glorifying uh, over glorifying uh, extroversion versus introversion and like we were saying like you know even like um like characters that are like really popular like iron man who are ex obviously extroverts tend to be actually portrayed his extroversion is is a negative is a flaw he has to yeah. overcome he's, he's, yeah. he's he is the stereotype of the extrovert he is you know uh, well he like his st starts out he's shallow he is arrogant and he has to be you know humble and and learn and learn to actually take on the traits of the more morally superior introverted characters <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. That's they're, they're morally superior they're, and, they're not just smarter they're they're more superior <laughs> yeah and and I, I you know i i don't know i wonder and again like you said like there's uh, every every young adult you know novel with a female protagonist is like you know she's a, she's a she's a, a she's a somehow drop dead gorgeous you know in, in brown haired uh, inner life introvert unhappy introvert who, who none of the guys have like, ever recognized just, exactly yes yeah, <laughs> and then but but like again and the and the you know the popular girl is blonde and she is you know and and all the girl guys like at first until the, but she has a but she's morally superior because she has a a deep inner life she reads books. And therefore, she's like, she, she reads books yearly and, and likes Jane Austen and sits by herself. And therefore, yeah. that makes Here's her a better person. Skirts. Yeah. <laughs> I wear t-shirts. Yeah, I wear t-shirts. Yeah. I'm on the bleachers. Therefore, yes. I'm a better yes. person. Yeah. <laughs> Sung by one of the most, like, by a blonde who is one of the extrovert, most popular yeah. person, extrovert person people in the world. Famously yeah. extrovert. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, yeah. I, I don't know. I guess, I mean, we sort of dealt with this, but like, where, why? Why has this sort of uh, thing happened that we've that we've done this? And what is the best way to kind of move forward into a partnership in this way? Why well, have an answer is get married to someone very different than you. And you <laughs> okay. will find yourself appreciating the things that are different than you. And yeah. obviously we can't all get married right now to someone very different than us. And maybe you marry <laughs> someone very like you. But if you're not going to get married, make a friend who's hmm. very different yeah. from you. Yeah. And, you know, Joseph, you and I are best friends and, and we are very different Absolutely. in our personality. I mean, extremely different. Yep. You know, even our profiles on MBTI or Enneagram, you know, introvert, <laughs> extrovert. Now we, now we share a couple things that are the, the common threads through yes. which our friendship is built upon. But personality wise, we have very different things. But that's why we do a podcast together because we bring yep. different things to it.
Yeah. If you notice, yeah. I don't do the statistics, the stats opening. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'm just ready to talk. You know what I mean? Yes. And you do the research and ready for that. But there's also kind of a, a symbiotic um, yeah. dance in that that makes it really wonderful that both of our different personality types can shine and be yeah. appreciated in this space. So whether it's marriage or a partnership or a podcast yeah. or a friendship, be friends and befriend people who are very different than you. Cool. How about you, Kelia? Anything to add to that? What was the question? I don't even remember. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, she's lost in her inner world. Where did this war come from and how do we get out of it? Well, okay, so there's a part of me that says, oh, it's the pendulum that swung in the opposite direction so long, for so long we, um, you know, loved only extroverts. I think, interestingly, I wonder if it's like extroversion is um, valued more in men specifically and introversion mm. is valued more in women specifically. And I wonder mm. if that's where it came, is, is kind of stemming from. Because yeah, if, if we look back at all those movies, it's always the popular girl. And it's not just in the last 10 years, it's it's no. in decades. It's always the popular girl is evil. It's always a woman who is, you know, speaking up and kind of is is happy to be the center of attention. Mm, and even bubbly, like the person blonde, that takes yeah. lead, yeah, um, is evil. So or bad or shallow or vapid. Yeah. <laughs> but I I'll back Nathan up on um how to get out of it is bring people who are totally, totally unlike you into your life. Either you marry them or you are best friends with them, but you bring an, um, a perspective into your life that is so foreign to you and you learn how to love it and you learn how to understand it and value it. Yeah. I would say that it has helped me grow being friends with introverts because I have to be more thoughtful about what I say. I can't just say things. I have to think about how it's going to affect them. I have to understand where they are and if they're quiet, you know, things like that. So maybe I'll be quiet. And then conversely, I find that my introvert friends, they have learned to speak up more. They've learned to, you know, assert themselves more. They've learned. And so it's be, really being tough. friends with you and Lou has forced me to learn how to insert myself into yes. conversations. <laughs> yeah. yeah. To the degree that I have having other people that I know say, Hey, Joseph, like you're being like too assertive. Like, so like, <laughs> <laughs> no, so, see, they're trying no, see, they're trying to push you back down. No, yeah. Culture yeah. <laughs> spirit. We will not but being yeah. friends <laughs> and married to people like you and married not not married to you married to Kelia and friends with you. first i've heard of it yeah you may kiss the bride yeah <laughs> but that's helped me be more thoughtful and i chew and i think about my words before i say them yeah. and it's value that i've noticed in you guys that has helped me so yeah again yeah. it comes down to we say this a lot for a lot of different you know who is better befriend yeah. people who are different than you They're and both i wonderful and by the way and before we wrap up introverts you're great and we need you yep. we need your thoughtfulness your um even your your paced uh, reactions and mm -hmm. thought life and reflection and experts we need you to be the life of the party and to jump in and to make space for uh social connection and to do yep. things and to chase things yeah both are needed both are created by god we see both introversion and extroversion um shown by jesus probably i think in yeah. equal measure and he mm -hmm. was and he was fully both. Yeah. And so if you want a good picture, follow Jesus and how to be the best introvert and extrovert. And I think that's one of the ways I do it. I, I agree. I think I would say have a bias towards and um, uh, bias towards if there are other kinds of people in the world. Now, of course, this is not always true, but have a bias towards if there are other kinds of people in the world, um, there's probably a reason for it. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, if there's a reason that they're, you know, half of the world is extroverts and half the world is introverts, then that's probably because both are necessary, you know, yeah. and, to, yeah. and to have that bias towards not just introverts and extroverts, but, you know, men and women towards thinkers and feelers towards like whatever it is it's like you know if if half yeah. of the world is a particular way it's probably because that's necessary and that there's something valuable in that yeah. and also take responsibility for the things that you want um and don't yeah. think that it's other people's responsibility to give them to you um because then you say well how can i be better and how can i what do I, but like that, the inverse is true. I have something valuable to offer the world and figuring out what that is and figuring out how you can partner with people. Then you think, okay, how can I partner with people who are different from me? How can I learn from them? And how can I benefit them also? Those are, I think that's- The dual thing, lines. it's like me and who I am is totally valuable and needed. Yeah. And also I can learn and grow from people who are totally yeah. different. Yeah. Yep. Perfect. Oh, All right. See, no fights. No yelling. Oh, we'll get, come on. <laughs> we'll get we'll get there eventually. We'll get. Okay. There. You know what? I'll just do it. I'll say something controversial. Extroverts are way better, and all introverts need to go away. There we go. Yeah. Just to have a little, a little. Whoa. Yeah. Why would you say something so controversial yet so brave? Whoa. Yeah. Just... We, but you see, the thing is, I don't take it seriously. Oh, <laughs> you have no credibility to say this. Um, oh. that next time. Next time. You can start out out of the gate strong. Next. We'll do time. something that can really get us into a fight next time. Yeah. Yeah. We'll do that because the people want it. The people want us yelling. Appear, apparently. Apparently so. <laughs> They're both losers. Losers, rip off. We paid for blood. Yeah. Um, well, but until then, we move on to a segment that everybody loves: blesses and curses, where we take a piece of work of art, resource, or media that people uh, that uh, we want to either recommend, bless, or tell people to stay away from. Curse. So, um, Kelia, uh, would you like to go first? <laughs> I would love to go first. Yes, um, she's growing. I think she's got it. I think she's got it. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, I mean, you asserting yourself. Wow. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, I'll go last. Cool. Yeah. Exactly. Well, I don't know if the world can handle this. I'm learning. Yeah, I'm growing. Yeah. So I, I want to start off with my curse because I want to end on a positive note. But I actually, I really hesitate to curse this movie because I actually really enjoy the movie. It's a lot of fun. It's a classic. classic. Everybody, everybody loves this movie. Yep, but same. I will curse the specific aspect of Mean Girls. Mm, so yeah. Katie, our main character, starts off as a total introvert, you know, and, and she comes across the popular Mean Girls. Yep. And as she becomes more extroverted throughout the movie, Katie becomes our villain. Mm. And... Janice, you know, her, her introverted friend is the one that kind of um, convinces her to infiltrate, you know, the mean girls and all of right. that and kind of ruin their lives. Janice is a total introvert. And yet I would say she is just as toxic yeah. as the popular extroverted girls. Yeah. And I, I think it- But it she's really treated as if she's a moral conscience. Of exactly. Like, as yeah. she's tr actively trying to ruin other people's yeah. lives. Yes. We have this whole scene where she screams at Katie for, for having become- you know, a mean girl as well, yeah. right? And, and by that, I'm just going, more friendly. Janice, you're, you're so <laughs> yeah. mean. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, so I, I would say I would curse that because it, it kind of just highlights the idea that introverts are always better no matter what they do because they're quiet. Yeah. Well, and it's interesting. I was just remembering the fact that at the end, they even like, you know, the lead breaks like a, a it's like the trophy sort of 
like well, the in crown. half the, the crowd and yeah. it's like we it says so like we all we all get it it's like it really is the introvert thing it's like i don't want somebody else to have more accolades than me and so like we all have to <laughs> oh. get it together yeah, um so so true. yeah you know you're right there's there's a lot of toxic aspects of that that movie as much as i love it that's a good point. right it's such a fun movie like i i, I don't want to say I don't like the movie. I love the movie, but it's just a little bit, I would say that is kind of toxic. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You're probably right. So what's your bless? Um, okay. So my bless, I would say is this book that I finished just a month ago called the midnight library mm. where, and I'm not spoiling anything by saying this, but basically this woman, um, upon deciding that she wants to end her life and attempting to do do so she finds herself in this library where she is um given the opportunity to try on all these different lives if she had just you know if she had chosen to stick with this or if she had chosen to say this like, every book she happened. opens in this and every book she opens in this endless library is a different life had she made one different choice oh, how cool. right. Right. And so the librarian is saying okay what choice do you want to change she says you know I wish I had done this I want to live that life and so it, the entire book is just taking us through these lives. And by the end of it, you know, she starts off as this total mega introvert um, that is just letting life happen to her. Mm. And it's kind of like what we talked about earlier. She has all of these dreams. She has all of these paths that she could have gone down and she doesn't go down any of them. And she chooses to let life happen to her and not take hold of her own story. And that's why she ended up in a place she wanted to take her own life in right. the first place. That's how she mm. ended up there. And so by the end of the book, she she doesn't become an extrovert, but she's an introvert that learns the power of um, taking hold of her story and choosing to take action and do things and make things happen for herself. And not like you said, Joseph, waiting for other people to give things to her, you know, taking responsibility for her own desires. Um, so I really, I really enjoyed that book quite a bit. Because it both celebrates her introversion, who she is, yeah. while saying, here's yeah. some ways to grow. And you might actually learn if you take on some of these typically extroversion qualities, extrovert qualities, you might actually enhance your life. Yeah. So it doesn't villainize either and actually kind of celebrates both. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really like that book, too. Mm -hmm. It's great. Very cool. Um, all right. So I am going to um, bless a couple things and curse something. Um, so I'm going to go full nerd, and I'm going to bless the classic television show, The Teen Titans. Booyah! Um, <laughs> because, I mean, first of all, just because it's a great show that knew how to do extreme comedy and extreme drama really well. But in this case, I'm going to particularly bless, but bless the whole show, particularly bless one episode called Switched. Um, because of the portrayal of the characters Starfire and Raven, because Raven is an extreme introvert character who mm -hmm. just, she doesn't want to talk to people. She's like, that. You know, they're both like the stereotypes of the introverted extrovert, because Raven is, doesn't want to talk to people, doesn't make friends very easily, has her own inner world, her own, like her own room is like this dark closet that nobody's allowed into that's full of- No one's invited, she has an inner world and no one's invited. Invited into, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and in Starfire, of course, is happy, bubbly, sometimes seems sort of ditzy a lot of the times. And what's fascinating is that throughout the show, though, and particularly in the episode Switched, they show the fact that actually they're both valuable and have valuable perspectives and add something mm. to the friend group and to the team, not just in spite of what makes them different from each other, but because of it. Switched particularly, and people have noted this online, you know, their superpowers are activated by, you know, Starfire's superpowers are activated by her positive energy. And uh -huh. Raven's superpowers are activated 
by her self-control and her thoughtfulness. Mm. And so that I think is one of, for like a generation of a sort of millennial generation for, and particularly for women, that was actually an example of these things about you are actually positives that you can uh, mm. lean into regardless of who you are. So the girls um, could actually watch and say, I'm like this person, that's good. Or I'm like this person and that's good. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So I think that's, that's extremely valuable um, to do. <laughs> I'm also, and this is going to be, that's going to rankle. Um, I didn't actually say this before the show. I thought of this while we were watching, listen, talking. Um, let's go rankle my co-hosts here. I'm actually oh, going right. to bless um, Edge of 17. Oh, no! I was going to curse that one, but I wanted to be nice to you. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing. Here's, guess what? This is a movie that is about an introvert who um, thinks that everyone else is the problem with the world when it's actually okay. her. And it's actually, she's what's wrong with the world. Her bad attitude about what the world is wrong. And it's her discovering through making her life consistently worse that it's actually, she's the problem and she's the one who needs to change, not okay, the I world around you. I see that yeah. and I understand that. Mm -hmm. My only problem is she acts in an introverted way, extremely toxically throughout the whole movie. And she ends up getting everything she wants right. with paying zero consequences. She, she does have to change though. She does have to change. So, so you guys, no, this was our interview. She doesn't pay as many consequences as 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 you guys would like, but she does change, which is why I like it. So I understand okay, that difference. Yeah. Here's homework for the audience: go watch Edge of Seventeen, yeah, and write in who's right. Oh yes, <laughs> let's do this. We usually agree on movies, so yeah. this is a this is a rare. Um, yeah. disagree we we both yes, watch please both write in it. and give your strongest start. maybe we'll read the read it on the on air or read your responses we had such vastly yeah. different reactions uh we watched it keely and i watched it and really disliked it and yes. you watched it and really liked it so we need to know who's right so write yes. in your answers is it joseph or us do you like and, it and make your arguments and we'll 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 respond maybe we'll respond to them on air depending on yeah. what kinds we yeah. get yeah. <laughs> um okay cool and um i'm gonna curse this is something that's going to maybe not make you guys angry at me but it's gonna make the audience a lot of members of the audience angry at me because so i'm gonna curse breakfast club <laughs> mm. <laughs> okay the reason is now again most people watch it and they're like oh look at these different types of people and how they're able to learn to appreciate each other and their differences. And that's how most people watched it and, and, and sort of an anthem for young people in the 80s in the ways that adults didn't understand. It. Fair enough. But for me, what I saw was I saw basically a, a, an example of toxic extroverted leadership that was celebrated mm -hmm. by the movie. So you have, again, like this one character who's sort of the bad boy kind of character who goes around basically being a bully to everybody mm -hmm. and kind of bullying them. and. Need, need I not remind you, sexually assaulting the girl. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. And then basically negging and gaslighting and bullying everybody into following him as their leader. And, Interesting. and I, I think that that is a very, very big problem to encourage that that that, that was encouraged um, yeah. in, in that movie. And I think that to the degree that that reflects a certain aspect of a kind of leader that is valued in many places in society, that is a bad thing. And, mm -hmm. and so I, I, I had a very strong negative reaction to Breakfast Club for that reason. So if you're a fan of Breakfast Club, you feel free to write in and explain to me why I'm wrong. And then I will explain to you why you're wrong. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but that will be my curse. Okay, so the extrovert has been very patient. So tell us what your blessings and curses are. <laughs> that, was, that was the hardest, I don't know, you know, 15 minutes of my life having 
not to talk or sing a ballad, but now is <laughs> but my- the introverts have some time to express themselves. Well, I had to make, I had to make space for it. I know you did, no ballads. So much growing going on here. <laughs> yes. um, okay, so I'm gonna bless something. I probably blessed it a million times on the show, but I feel like it's perfect for this um, mm -hmm. episode. I'm gonna bless a game series, a video game series called mm -hmm. Life is Strange. And what I love so about good. this series is it, um, it takes all these different personalities and it really humanizes each of them. It doesn't make them, so you, you know, it starts off um, like you might think there's gonna be stereotypes. But what it ends up doing is it shows you the, the inner world behind the scenes and everyone's a human. And so it actually appreciates or at least understands uh, introverts, extroverts, all different kinds of yeah. people. And so no matter who's playing it, you're gonna feel seen and understood with, with wh whichever character you play. In the very first game they made, Life is Strange, it's a mystery, takes place in a small town, all this kind of thing. And it, the game is basically predicated upon what choices you make. You, you walk around, you look at things, you talk to people and how you answer and how you speak to them and what you do, the choices you make affects the ending of the game. And so the lead character in the very first game is Max. And Max is an extreme introvert. She's reflective and quiet and uh, reserved. And what I love about it is you live inside of Max's head. So everything she touches or looks at, you know, she can walk around a room and pick up a picture yeah. and you get this inner world. And so what it did for me as an extrovert is it helped me appreciate introverts and their, mm. their vibrant inner world. And so I could start seeing, oh, I love this character, Max. And what maybe not be on the outside, but you get to live inside of her mind yeah. and head. And so it really gave me a vision for loving introverts and you really connect with Max. And yeah. So I love that. And then they made a follow-up game, which was which is her best friend, Chloe. And Chloe's mm. an extreme extrovert. And it does the same thing. Yeah. It connects you to her and shows gives her um, context and understanding. Wow. And so the next game, they, they did an introvert lead. And the next game is an extrovert lead. And both are valuable and interesting. By the way, it shows both of the drawbacks to their yeah. introversion and extroversion. Max sometimes didn't act soon quick enough or say something. And yeah. so there was actual consequences for not doing something. And then conversely, when you're playing as Chloe in the next game, Life is Strange Before the Storm, all of a sudden you see that sometimes you're you're jumping into things without thinking about them or you're saying something actually has negative consequences that gets you in trouble. And so yeah. it really understands, it gives full context to both the strengths and weaknesses yeah. of introverts and extroverts and just people. And so, but, and aside from that, it's beautiful. Yeah. I mean, Sufjan Steven does the soundtrack for all you uh, hipster hipsters out there. <laughs> um, it is, it is aesthetic, it is storytelling. And, you know, this is one of the games I tell people if they go, games aren't art, I say, play, life is strange. Yeah. It is story, it is art, it's beautiful. So aside from just the introvert, extrovert and context it's, it's um, yeah. of people, it's just a great piece, little piece of art and it's indie game. So yeah. definitely um, check that out. Um, I'm also going to bless, let me check my list here. Um, a book I read, it's called How Not to Die Alone. It's about an introverted man, mm. probably in his forties, fifties, I can't remember, um, but who is looking at his life. And so you appreciate him as an introvert um, but you also, he, one of, it's the opposite of what a lot of movies are. It's, well, to become a better person, you have to become an introvert. For him, it's the process towards him becoming, uh, coming out of his shell and actually envisioning his inner world to the external world and yeah. how that actually betters his life. And I think it, again, it glorifies and celebrates both. That yeah. This is a good thing that he had all these dreams and visions, but to make them come to pass, he had to be brave enough to bring them into the external world. And I think it's a really great exploration of introversion and extroversion. Yeah. Um, so I really enjoyed that book. I hadn't done a book in a while, so I'm not doing movies this time, doing a game and a book. 
Yeah, um, but you keep, I am you gonna... keep us rounded in our cultural uh, culture. That's right. Yeah, we don't just watch movies; we play video games. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we also read books occasionally. Yeah. Um, I'm going to curse. I think this should be pretty safe, although it is pretty beloved. As everyone knows, I love cartoons. Um, we're big cartoons people here. There was an adult cartoon called Daria. Um, oh, mm. This is a while back. I think it was on MTV or something, 90s. And, you know, I love, you know, Bob's Burgers and yeah. you know, these really fun cartoons um, just for kind of something a little bit lighter. And this was in that vein. And it was about Daria. She's an extreme hmm. introvert, but she's bitter mm. and angry and um, contemptuous of everything in the outer world, especially extroverts. And so it was, and, but it portrayed that as if she's better than everyone. Yeah. And that her contemptuous uh, behavior and, and disposition and her bitterness was actually good. And that anything wrong in the world was other people. Everyone's an idiot except for me. And I think yeah. that was a really negative portrayal of both of introverts that's not how we should be and I don't and I, I just think it was unhealthy and I don't think yeah. that was a good lead character I didn't find myself really enjoying it because you always knew she was just going to hate everyone mm, and I yeah. don't think that's a value and it seemed to that the show seemed to tell you this is a value but for me that is my curse Daria sorry if you any cool. Daria stands out there <laughs> did not enjoy it cool well again if you dislike that then uh take then you can talk to nathan and you can explain why he's wrong and he can explain why you're wrong um but uh well yeah cool this was really this was really cool i think we all learned something today Achilles specifically learned that she, if she wants to curse something she should curse it because uh <laughs> not care about my feelings because <laughs> that's what being nice gets you um uh because that's not gonna pay off um but uh, cool. Well, uh, yeah, thank you everyone for joining. Um, Kelia, if uh, people want to find out about the stuff that you're doing um, and uh, be involved in that, where uh, should they go? Well, you can find me on Instagram at kelia.clarkson. And if you would like to um, go look at Wallflower Journal, we um, put up a lot of recipes and book lists and thought and opinion pieces. And I just, uh, my vision with Wallflower was to create a space for women in a world that is often just so um, chaotic and angry and divisive. I wanted to create a space that was gentle and mm. fun and thoughtful. And so that is what I really, really try to um, to give to all the readers. And so I hope you'll go check it out. And sign up for the weekly newsletter. Where yes. is the URL? So you would go to wallflowerjournal.com and you can just sign up for the news from for the newsletter from there. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, and Nathan, if you want to get in touch with you and us and all that other stuff, where should they go? Uh, well, I'm going to plug a book of mine, um, two books, actually. One is Only nice. Me You, which <laughs> celebrates everybody's differences. So go buy a copy of that. I just found out that it's now in French, German, and Spanish. So go buy a copy oh. of Only You Can Be You. It's a children's book. It's great illustrations. And even adults can enjoy it and be reminded that you are special yes. in exactly how you're made to be and that everyone's differences are wonderful. And then my uh, the book I also recommend to a lot of people that I wrote with my mom is called Different. And Different mm. is about me growing up as a out-of-the-box kid who often felt like he was too much and uh, got in trouble and had mental illness and learning disabilities. And if you want to get into the head of what it feels like to be a Nathan uh, and you have a different kid or you are a different kid, uh, please read the book. A lot of people really seem to connect with the story. So check out Different. But if you want to get in touch with me, go to nathanclarkson.me. You can also just search my name, Nathan Clarkson, on any of the socials. Cool. Yeah, if you want to get in touch with me, you can go to uh, just find me on any of the socials. Joseph Holmes, look it up. Um, also, of course, you can go to the Overthinkers Journal, where we are, or go to Facebook page, 
the overthinkers and uh, yeah or you can find my work on uh religion unplugged where i do various culture pieces on movies and faith and all that good stuff all right well thank you so much for joining us kelia thank you everyone very much for joining us and listening and remember if it's worth thinking about it's worth overthinking about.